welcome to Fur What It's Worth, an introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Guess what you've always got time for? Tim Hortons. Not those two fools ruined hugs. You're welcome, Canada. And welcome to For What It's Worth. Yeah, are you excited? I'm welcome. I'm I'm excited. I'm welcome. I'm I'm here. <laughs> I'm welcome at my own show. I yeah. No, I haven't been welcomed at my own show for like at least an episode or two. That was a special. <laughs> so tell everyone. But what I you still thought. felt left out. We asked about cookies. It was amazing. You guys did an amazing job. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it. Stop this episode now and go listen to it go listen because to it was pretty awesome. Oh, the the special. Okay, I was like, what? Yeah, no, the the special. You guys did an amazing job. It was awesome to have the voice actor of the voice actor of Spike with Kathy Westlock. Mm-hmm. So she was amazing and she was super super funny. I really enjoyed when she um, did season three rarity. So it was like the baby rarity. That oh, was did you hilarious. watch that show? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I watched the old My Little Pony, so oh, I didn't... The Deke-style ones? Yeah. Oh. So, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's why I, I kind of enjoy asking about uh, any voice actor about their older characters, because they can do the voices freely, whereas characters that are currently voicing, they have to protect the brand, so they can't just do it as easily. But it was cool of her to like slip in little bits here and there. It was pretty awesome. But anyways, I got off on a bad start here. So it's um, season four, episode 13. It's and not... what's the topic? You? I don't know why that didn't change because I thought I had. But it's uh, we officially started calling it Ask a Vagina. But we decided to tone it back and say Ask a Lady. <laughs> but... it, was, it was more respectful. That's what you wanted. <laughs> Ask a Vagina. Uh, okay, we'll make it fancy. Ask a Vagina. A vagine. A vagine. There, I just changed it. So, does that mean, like, months down the road, we're going to have an a- Ask a Penis no, show? No, we'll Ask a Dick, and you'll be the guest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it'll be cute. No, um, actually, we could just change that to the name of our show, Ask a Dick, ask instead a dick. of For What It's Worth. For What It's Worth, Ask a Dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are doing this episode as a bit of a side experiment that you, you may or may not be able to tell. We have a new portable recorder we're testing, and so if you hear anything strange on your end that we didn't catch, by all means, let us know. Yes, definitely. Send us an email immediately if you hear anything different in sound quality. Well, the sound quality will be a little different, just if it sounds like robots are invading, or, you know. Or if I, or if I sound like a woman. So, what have you been up to? Yeah. Ah, uh, well, you're going to kill me, Tugs. This is the first time that I'm revealing this to you, but I pre-ordered an Apple Watch. Oh, really? I did. Really? I did. Hold so, on. Oh, come on. I'm totally an Apple fan. Wait, wait. Just did you just admit bit. that? What? Did you really just admit that? Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. So I'm super, super excited to get all my notifications coming to my wrist, you know. So, yeah, I pre-ordered an Apple Watch. Thanks. Thanks, Tugs. Thanks for your support. I'm a consumer whore. And how? 
It's okay. I'm a consumer whore, too. I just whore for other things. Hey, at least I didn't get the most expensive one. Like, $10,000. Why would? Why the hell would you spend $10,000 on a watch? Some people just think spending money is a sport. That's dumb. Dear people who are listening that have money that they spend as a sport, please spend it on me. And... I mean, some of the bands were pretty pretty nice. Really? But, Which bands? Did they have but, like Red Hot Chili Peppers or no, Maroon 5? Or? No, no. They have like these med- magnetic bands that are really, really cool. But um, but they're like $150 for just the band itself. This is a double it's standard ridiculous. I'm going to point out. You can't go, I just spent all this money on an Apple Watch, but it's so expensive. What? No, no. No, but I got the no. cheapest one. Shut up! <laughs> you're horrible. You're you're again. so mean to me. I love you so much. I know, I know, but I have some sad news that I'm not going to go on about it too much. But you know, uh, a very close. We we just barely did the pets episode. Um, yeah. not too long ago. Two and, episodes. It was our last regular. Yeah, our last regular episode and. Um, the cat that I talked about in that particular episode, she's, she's been with us for 18 years and she sadly passed away. So wait, 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 you're like your childhood cat. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I've never seen your house with a cat. No, Oh. no, my childhood cat. So my, yeah, it's, I know it's just a cat, but I've been, I've been really kind of a little bit down and emotional lately because of it. So. If I don't seem up to snuff on this episode, I apologize to the listeners. I just, you know, it's been kind of hard. Sweet. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. What what? you been up to? Uh, I picked up the new Xenoblade, which I like a lot. Yeah. Is it everything you wished for? I don't know what I was wishing for. So, yes. Did you play the regular one? No. Yeah, me neither. So, is it it good? It is very much an RPG. I can see why people say it's kind of grindy. But you don't get penalized for dying, so you always make a little progress. It plays a little bit like an MMO on the go, so I like that. Um, I feel like I have gotten 30 out of my 40 bucks for it. Yeah. But I've only played about five hours worth, so we'll see. The story is really good. So this is this is the first game that has been released on, you know, that's exclusively for the new 3DS. Yes. So tell us, you know, tell us what you think about think about that i mean is the quality significantly uh you'd use extra buttons and it actually does load a lot of stuff in the background so it's faster so i can see why it was exclusive i'm not i don't know if i can qualify and say it's worth the the upgrade yet but i think the system on its own is worth the upgrade yeah okay well that's good to what know what else i've been up to yeah. um mortal Kombat x finish him oh so good so good i just <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking Okay, so this episode, like we said, was Ask of Vaginas. So speaking of vaginas, um, the, since the last Mortal Kombat, they've had it. So when you do a super attack, it goes to x-ray mode. You can see all the bones crunching. and It's over the top. And there's this move where someone, because Johnny Cage has always done the nutcracker. There's someone who will do the vagina punch. I'm being nice about how I say it. And it does this zoom in where you see the, the fist go up and it crunches and you see the pelvis breaking. And then the fist rotates 90 degrees and goes deeper and, and breaks even more. And it's amazing. <laughs> I was so satisfied that night. I was like, "Yes, I'm killing all the things." <laughs> the fatalities were some where an eye is stuck on a little ice spike and looking around. So now the fans finally know how we get our, you know, our ability to get all of our anger out. Right. You know, we angry sex. 
<laughs> anger sex. Anger sex. <laughs> anger management with sex. Uh, but yeah, no, I do enjoy it. So far, it's been good. It's good. It's good. It's good. What's it's your good. favorite fatality? Everybody wants to know. I don't have one yet because I've seen like two. <laughs> They're all hilarious though. Uh, and the last thing is, uh, I'm so annoyed at this Mewtwo thing. I'm glad it's in the past now. Why are you annoyed by it? That's because dumb. all the all the people who are like, oh, Mewtwo is the best ever. Melee, melee for Smash Brothers. Uh, uh you you've really started killing. You don't own the game. <laughs> Nintendo does, and they have to make it for everyone. Uh, and so people get really possessive about it. Kind of annoy me. The other part is it. It's not a very good port. Like it's a really lazy port of of Mewtwo, and it's like he he doesn't quite flow like all the other characters do. I mean, every character plays different, but in terms of like how he fits into the timing of the game and stuff, it sticks out really badly. And I don't like. He's it a much. floaty character. He always has been. But it's not. It's not the fact that he's floaty. It's the fact that everyone tends to move within a certain amount of time and do whatever it is that they're going to do, regardless of what kind it is. Yeah. Um. It has a certain tightness and. Mewtwo does not fit that at all. It's literally like they're just like, we're doing this to shut people up, is what it feels like. Hmm. Uh, so, no. And, and his final smash is really lame. And well, they didn't half-baked. have him. They didn't have him last time. So. Right. I know. I'm just, I feel like it was half baked. But anyway, I think it's button time. Shall we push it? Well. Well, sure. that was an accident. Uh, let's push. <laughs> well, well, I was just going to say that the main thing that I'm mad at is the whole King. D- I mean, what they did to diddy kong they ended up like nerfing him a little bit more and stuff like that good which i they nerfed bowser too really why cry me a river you're just sounding like a melee fanboy. <laughs> hey 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 it's roost cruise time all right it's let's roost cruise you time <laughs> roost cruise you time Alright, what's in this Scrooby cookie today? It says, Fame, romance, and money are yours for the taking in bed with the cookie. (laughs) What? So once again, fame, romance, and money are yours for the taking in bed with a cookie. And welcome back. Today's topic, (laughs) we're going to be talking to Amy. Hi, Amy. (laughs) Hello. Amy has not been on since season two, episode 21. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been like what two years one year two two yeah, yeah. man Forever. i know well we'd like to keep things you know we like to keep you special yeah so if everyone could just hear you voice in their ears then you wouldn't be so special you yeah. would be like a, a voice whore you have to put me back in the box so what <laughs> what was the topic that we were talking about when we had amy here uh it was um she was on with her i don't know if you were married yet uh well what was the it was about love and fluff I think we were. We did like a Valentine's episode, I think. Yeah. That's what it was. Valentine's. I think I think we were married by then. Huh. Maybe not. What was the date? February 14th, two years ago. <laughs> was it 2012? Yeah. No, 13. 
when did I get married? <laughs> <laughs> you got married last year, so I think you no, were engaged. No, we've been married two years. Is it two years? I guess that last whole pregnancy September. thing yeah. messes up my, my calendar. <laughs> so we were married in September of 13. So we were engaged during the show. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do? Well, I, as I was telling you before we started the show, I am not passionate about anything. <laughs> oh, come on. You, you've made more people. You're passionate about one thing. Oh, yes. Making people. Yes. Well, no. I don't, that's, that's, a, that's a one and done thing. I mean, the making people, the recreational part of it is... is not so one and done, but <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Legs are That's closed it. after We're five done. p.m. <laughs> Got what I needed. <laughs> no, uh... oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you broke him. Good job. <laughs> yes, <sighs> I uh, have become one of those boring mothers who you know doesn't have a lot to talk about. Uh, that yeah yeah, but I have a vagina, so I'm here. <laughs> Actually, that is our first question for you. Are you a woman? I am a woman. You have, in fact, verified. Born a woman, <laughs> raised a woman, continuing womanhood. Oh, jeez. So the second question is, is where do babies come from? Uh, they come from uteruses. <laughs> or is it uteri? Is that like an apple uterus? I don't know. Let's go with uteri. Hey, are you going to order the apple uterus? <laughs> yep. And there you know you what's going to catch it? My little pad. <laughs> That's dirty. Oh. What? Every month. I'm s- no, no. Oh, no. The salt. Where was. Oh. Uh, dude, it's okay. We put a period at the end of that sentence. He's just going further. Like the fist going sideways. Oh, <laughs> my that visual was just terrible. You should see it for real sometime. <laughs> So no, not, no, you just, like in the video game, you freakos. You just invited her to like a three-way or something. A three-way in Mortal Kombat would not be three-way, very long. Three-way fisting. Oh feasting, my gosh! Feasting. Where has this We're episode gone? With a feasting. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, sweet. So uh, we had this topic. Let's try using it. <laughs> so there are ob- the obvious physical differences between males and females. Yes. We don't need to get into that. I think we all are very well versed in that. Well, by hold this on. Point. Let me get my underwear off. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of our friends have actually said that you have a, like, they, they say things about Amy's penis. <laughs> yeah. Actually, where that did, is a good point. Yes. Where did that come from? Um, That started at game night. Pretty shortly after I started attending game night, we started playing a game called The Game of Things, which I think you both are familiar with. But one of the, the object of the game is to write an answer to a random statement. And your goal is to tickle the person's funny bone so much that they pick your answer. Or no, that's the other game. But anyways, they, you don't, they're going to try to guess your answer. So I believe it started with me calling out other people's penises in the game i would write like ruse penis or something something you don't want to see <laughs> grandma tic-tac. playing with ruse penis uh, fresh in your breath calm down then it just somebody wanted to pay me back i think it was your your husband it could have been i i kind of feel like it might have been jason though 
I'm not 100%. Anyways. I don't I don't think Jason can imagine any woman <laughs> below the waist. I think it's not possible. Well, maybe that's Bless why he had heart. to put a penis there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, anyways, somebody decided to pay me back and wrote Amy's penis. And then from then on, Amy's penis was pretty much included at every game night. Every game night. Yes. She makes an appearance quite frequently. (laughs) (laughs) And headlining tonight's event. So uh, beyond the physical, though, what do you think the big mental differences are between women and men? Um... So something I didn't learn until my 30s is that men and women truly do think differently. And I never realized it in my 20s. I had a lot of male friends, but I didn't, because I was not in any sort of relationship beyond friendship with them, I didn't understand that on a deeper level, we are truly like complete opposites. Just um, the way that women internalize things and um, focus on them and get hung up on them and things like that. And at least in my experience, men are more like something might have happened. They've forgotten 10 minutes later, whereas the female in their life is still trying to work Brewing. through that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, tr- we tr- truly do think differently. And I don't think it's that men are callous or uncaring and that women are you know, nutty. It's just that we think differently and we, we process things differently. We're kind of, we're all over, we're all over the map with this, with this series of questions, but so be ready. All right. Do you feel women are paid equally for their work with comparison to men? That's an interesting question. So I have always been on the bandwagon of equal pay, equal work, blah, 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 blah. You know, like I've always thought that women were not paid equally. Um, but I've recently been reading articles that say that uh, the the pay gap has actually closed over the last 20 years more than we know. Um, so I think it probably depends on the type of position that you're in. Um, and also a lot of times the area that you live in, like culturally, Um, there are certain areas where people are still a little behind in these equal right things. Um, but I think in companies like where I work, a lot of the job force is female. Uh, it's just the way that we've hired, um, not intentionally. It's just that the type of work draws a lot of female, uh, workforce. So I think because of that, we probably pay a little little more equal but in the back of my mind i still feel yeah we probably get paid a little less but i do think the gap is closing well if you don't mind me asking what fields of work do you work in well i work for a medical software company um so there is a part of it that is you know it's a big technical company so we do have a lot of men in the technical side but as far as like the um, training the implementation the customer service all of that um, we have like a huge female workforce and I, I couldn't tell you why, but my assumption is that, um, women go to the doctor, women work at doctor's offices. (laughs) So they tend to understand medical and get into medical. Um, whereas right now I think a lot of guys are 
doing the technical thing and we definitely need to get more women over there. But so if you were to go to my office building, you would go to the technology floor and find a lot of men and you'd go to the client facing floor and find a lot of women. Is there a floor between you two where you get together for soirees? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we had, we had our listeners send an email. So that was one of the questions. Um, but we have one from Leo and he says, hello, Firebreath, Koru, Tugs and Rue. It's Leo once again. This subject isn't one that pops in my head much most days. Guys versus girls, an age-old debate. Not really much I can say. We're living in a point of time where women can do just as much as a guy can do. Can't say it's totally equal, and though there are those old-minded folk who believe women are there to please men and make them a sandwich. But we've come a long way since then. In my mind, just because you're a girl doesn't mean you can't do uh, just as a dude can, and frankly, I don't care if a girl can outperform me. At the end of the day, we're all same humans, and it doesn't matter if you're a boy, girl, transgendered, why should you give you a flying banana at what the other person thinks of you? I'm getting off my soapbox and leaving you with my questions. 1. As a guy that pampers and buys all the outrageously priced clothes, sneakers, haircuts, etc., how much more would you think a woman pays more to keep herself looking beautiful? Um, that's a good question. It really depends on the woman. I am not one that works that hard at it. I'm just naturally beautiful. No, I just don't care that much. Um, Whatever. Don't sell your... You are a beautiful woman. Well, thank you're, you. Thank you're you. a beautiful... Can I add this? Beautiful, sassy woman. <laughs> you're handsome. Double the fun. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it definitely depends on the woman. And I think that is true either way. I think some men that I know will spend a lot of money on clothing, designer clothing, shoes, product, things like that. I think the, the biggest place that you're going to find a difference in how much women spend is the face. Women spend a lot of money on makeup. Um, you want good quality makeup. It's very, very pricey. Then there are the one thing that I will splurge on is eyelashes. I have eyelashes glued onto my eyelashes every month and totally worth it. But I still have to pay, you know, a little bit of money for that every month. So I don't think that's something that a lot of men are doing. I think that um, men can definitely keep up in the clothing and the product, like hair product and cologne and that stuff department. But we um, we women can kind of pull out in front with the makeup and the gluing things to our bodies. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think Eddie Izzard can wear his makeup pretty well. Who? Eddie Izzard, the Canadian. Oh, yes. 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 He looks good, too. Yeah, yeah. He actually, I thought he wasn't doing his comedy in uh, in drag. I don't know if it's really, it's not really drag, but you know, uh, anymore. And he did last night. Oh, he did? Yeah, he posted a tweet and I was like, ah! Do you have tickets to the show? I do. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, funny story. My first boyfriend, I say boyfriend, little girl crush was David Bowie in Labyrinth. No, 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 no. That wasn't David Bowie in Labyrinth. He was full That was his crotch. His crotch was in the movie. (laughs) No, no. His full makeup and women's hair. First crush. Must touch. Must touch Did you get hot for David Bowie? I think I have clearly stated several episodes. There was no tail bursting out of pants in that movie. I have clearly stated that I have a thing for David Bowie, okay? I'm working Whoa. I'm working on uh, talking Steve into dressing as David Bowie for Halloween this year. Really? Uh, well, as Jared. As David Bowie's crotch. <laughs> we'll see how we do with that. You'll have to put some socks in. Well, because we have to can put her in a little red and white striped, striped outfit. That would be so right? cute. <laughs> and then you dress up as... Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm down with that. What about shoes? What's the deal with shoes? Do you get the shoe thing? Um, it depends on the day. Okay. So I have a lot of shoes. Really? I have two pairs. Okay. That's all. That's Steve as well. I I have a lot of shoes, but I wear like these tennis shoes and I wear flip-flops. So I have a closet full of shoes that I don't really wear. And there's two reasons. One, I don't have a lot of places to wear them to. And two, they are so fucking uncomfortable. So why not get rid of them? Because I might have somewhere to wear them to sometime. <laughs> It's all about outfits, you know. These, this particular blouse or this particular whatever goes right. good with You've those got a type of shoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He has more questions. Second question is: Is how do you deal with bullying? Do you still beat the snot out of them, or do you take a less violent approach and take a? I don't know what he means by this tabloid approach. Um. Yeah. So bullying. It doesn't usually happen to me. Well, you you are I'm a full grown vicious. Adult. Oh, really? <laughs> I think people. I think people know that I'm a little off, so they try to steer clear of those things with me. But no, um, me, I would say bullying. I try to. That's probably the when I'm the most civil, because I feel like people that bully are just ignorant. So that's usually when I'm the most civil because I will calmly address them and address the issue that I feel like they uh, is a problem and uh, try to explain to them, you know, this is not okay. Here's the problem, blah, 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 blah. And hopefully they, they're cool with it. But um, yeah, strangely, bullying is what makes me the most kind because I really do feel like they're ignorant and just need to learn a little bit all right question three is it easier to get your way being a woman and how hard is it to deal with it by being on hit or being hit on by thirsty dudes um get my way with who anytime there's conflict maybe (laughs) (laughs) um I don't want to speak for all women. You are, though. I know, which is why I do not want to answer. I do. Is this a guilt thing? I admit? I'm, is this, well, no, I'm just, I, I think that I personally am very good at getting my way because it's usually the right way. <laughs> <laughs> and usually I can make whoever it is see the light. But mm. um, you sound like you use a little what they call woman logic. You're familiar with woman no, logic, no? I'm not. It's just logic to you, right? Logic is logic. <laughs> what is women log- logic? According to my husband, it is uh, circular reasoning that makes sense only to me. Oh, is this something you use? <laughs> I enjoy the finer things in life, aka the skin flute. So I have been gifted with a certain amount of woman logic. <laughs> Came with the package. Well, what about your husband? Does he also? No, he's quite clearly the man of the relationship. <laughs> All right. Well, believe it or not, audience, um, I do feel that I do get my way. And if you were to ask my husband, he would also agree that I do get my way. He's a good husband. You've trained him. Yeah, he, he would. But he wouldn't say it that nicely. He would say, yes, she's always getting her way. Ugh, you know, <laughs> but uh, yes. Yes, I do. Um, what about the thirsty guys? I never thought that was. You've never had that guy go. 
When he looks at you, he just has that eager look about him. <sighs> I've had that happen to me, and that is not comfortable. I know. Well, we, you're just a we, tasty little we, morsel. We did get oh. Koru that training afterward, <laughs> hey. though. No, no, it wasn't Koru. <laughs> <laughs> No, in all seriousness, though, do you, um, do you get that thirsty? Yes, I have been in uncomfortable situations. Um, Amy. Yeah. Amy. Actually, you eat the, lunch with the me? few times that it's happened to me where it's been that bad actually have been at my place of employment. Not my current place of employment, but... Um, you want a promotion? No, not that kind. Just like... <laughs> Um, in my younger years, I worked in a lot of places where um, I worked with people from other countries, and I have always been very friendly, and that is taken differently in other countries. So, it, so if it, you're very friendly, they're they're considering that you're flirting. With yes. Them. So that has had that has been a problem in the past, where um, I've had to fight off the unwelcome touches and things like that. But, uh, yeah, not my favorite thing. Uh, but luckily I don't, I don't, uh, deal with that much the older I get. Maybe it's the age thing or maybe I'm moving out of those situations. Let's just assume I'm moving out of those situations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here's the last question. What do you think about the way media portrays women? Um, <clears throat> I do feel like. It is a problem, but I feel like it's a problem that can't be fixed overnight. Right. Um, we're doing better, I think. There are a lot of um, fine examples of strong, independent, intelligent women out there, and I'm grateful for that, but we're still always going to have the teen moms and the supermodels that are dying of anorexia, maybe not the supermodels, but the Brittany Murphys of the world and things like that, who um, they're so, they unfortunately have been made to feel that their value is only their body. And I feel like, unfortunately that is true of a lot of young girls coming up right now. So I I think we are changing. There are now Disney films that, you know, talk about or show show young girls how to be strong. And I know there are other, I you know, Disney is one reference. But there's also so many things that you see in print and in video. And you hear the lyrics to songs that um, a woman's value is nothing more than her physical appearance or what she can do for a man. And unfortunately, a lot of that comes from our wonderful religious heritage here in the United States, <laughs> which is not going anywhere anytime soon. Fair you want to be my helpmate? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, do, you, do you remember when Dove did that campaign for real beauty? It's, it's, yes. it's officially over, but they still have kind of stuck with it. Yeah. What did you think about that? Because I always thought that was really cool as a guy, but I was like, I'm not the intended audience for this. Um, I do think that it was great. I do think it was a good thing. Um, I do think it was, you know, a drop in the bucket, though, of what could be done. 
Uh, and I don't think, I still think, you know, Dove didn't, still didn't truly show every woman. All those women may have been a little larger than the models, but they were still gorgeous, flawless women. Um, so I don't feel like, I mean, like coming from just having a kid four months ago, there was no woman on there with stretch marks or the leftover skin or the things that, um, real women deal with every day. So another question that we have is I want to now approach, um, so I want to go and approach this woman. And I no, want you to um, go on a date with her. <laughs> well, okay. So to be fair, this is the, the the reason this question came up, and actually the whole episode, um, is because I do have friends that were so intimidated by women they just went gay. Like that's not a myth; it happens, and it probably happens more well, than guys to want to be on the scale somewhere. Well, right, everyone does, but they didn't even want to take the chance. So wow. this is where this question comes from. Sorry, okay. Rue. Okay, keep going. Um, basically. Now, now I want to approach this woman and go on some dates with her. How do I do that? What's the situation? It could be anything. You're cute. Okay, so I'm single. You're, you're cute. You're cute. You're single. But I mean, I'm like, single. where are you? Okay, we're at a restaurant. A, we're at a gay bar. Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's your first problem. <laughs> She's probably there for the flannel. We're at church. No, church, yeah. The restaurant. The restaurant or like the mall is where I've seen that happen a lot. Um, well, for me, I would say the simple approach is the best approach. Be upfront. Just come up and you maybe uh, maybe I, I shouldn't be speaking for other women, but you guys know that I'm very direct and I really appreciate when people are direct with me. So with me, it's the simple approach. Approach me, say, hey, you know, I was sitting over there. I noticed you. Your hair's beautiful. You know, talk to me. If you can tell a joke, that's even better. Um, but Doesn't the hair come across as a hollow pickup line, though? Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily have to address the hair, but be honest with me. Just come up to me and say, explain to me, yeah, I, you know, I'm over here because... I noticed you, and I, I wanted to meet you. There, you've heard it, guys. You can try the Just other things direct, on the buffet. Yes. Everyone simple, is on the buffet. Try them. Be em. simple and be direct. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, do you think that somebody could be too direct? Yeah. Yeah, well, you could walk up to me and say, I've been staring at your breasts for two hours, and I thought maybe I should talk to you now. <laughs> then you, Is that where you go, well, my breasts can't speak. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm up here if you want to look at me for two hours. No, I would probably just laugh at you and walk away at that point. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> well, if you've just told me you've been staring at my breast for two hours. <laughs> be like, you're a creeper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Besides the obvious I've been staring at your breast. Is, what is there that someone can do to be a creeper at that point? Like, they may not be aware. Maybe there's this... Okay. Nervous thing they're doing that they don't One know One thing that guys do that they are totally not aware of is, and you guys probably do it to each other too, but they do the full body sweep. Oh, um, yeah. I catch myself doing that. Yeah. So um, it's okay. We understand. You can't help it. But when you uh, do it so much that it's distracting, that is creepy. Don't look like one of those cat clocks. Yeah. So... I, I understand that physiologically you have, you have 
no control over it. You're going to look, right? It's going to happen. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are just talking to me and your eyes are up and down, up and down, up and down. You know, I guess I it's just a problem. don't, I, what guess, it, I just don't understand that though. I do it. Like I don't do You that. don't check people out? No, I just, I get to know people. I've seen you check people out. You probably haven't been aware you did it. That's what I'm saying is I don't think that people are aware that they do the sweep. Um, but if you are so unaware and doing it all the time you need you need to are become you feel, aware are you feeling like are you feeling like i'm doing that to you right now no oh. no <laughs> i've never felt that from you guys in general oh oh tugs <laughs> <laughs> hold on i'll take my shirt off <laughs> no i'm allergic to those <laughs> wait 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 you're my helpmate oh that's right that's right <laughs> she helping you with i'll help you take your shirt off. well wait uh, can you tell when someone's just nervous and they have a hard time looking you in the eyes? Yes. Or okay, so you can tell that that's not a full body sweep. Yes, yes, that's totally different. A full body sweep is up and down. It's very specific. So let me give you a scenario. If somebody was to come up and say, you know, maybe looking at the ground and just saying, you know, I really like you, and you know, you do you want to go on a date with me? Uh huh. What's your question? Well, <laughs> do you want to go on a date with me? Was yeah. the question. Sure, yeah. we can go on a date. Let's ask my husband, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, the point that I was coming trying to make is this: if you're going to go out and ask a girl for a, a date, or or whoever you want to go and ask for a date, go up to them and be confident. Don't. Yes, but don't be over overconfident. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Don't be overconfident. Yeah, yeah. Exactly what you were saying, but don't be like so like extremely passive yeah i mean i guess maybe some people may see that as attractive but very rarely so i feel like that confidence can really attract um well i think i think just by virtue of walking up to somebody and talking to them you're already showing confidence so even if you're a little shy in that moment if she's single and she's not a huge bitch She's going to give you the time of day. Um, you know, even if you don't hit it off and go on a date, she's going to be willing to have a conversation with you. Now, if you do hit it off, she's probably going to want you to become more confident in the future. Um, but in that first interaction, nobody expects you to be a superstar. Well, a question for you. So first interaction, like, should your first interaction be to ask a girl out on a date like i think that that's to to me i think isn't that kind of going a little bit quick wouldn't wouldn't it be better to be like hey you know i'm kind of interested in you i i I would like to talk to you sometime do you have like a facebook account or um that's a really quick way to get into the friend zone you think Mm -hmm. yeah um I keep referencing my husband but he's got really good information about that because he we met online and he, he actually, uh, I'm married to a nerd. He did a lot of research <laughs> before we met. Yeah. And he learned that um, talking online for more than one or two interactions and things like that immediately put you into the friend zone. And when he, when he was telling me about this after we met, I started thinking about my interactions with men and he was absolutely right. Um, if, if, a man didn't move quickly and show his intention. He was in the friend zone and that's where he stayed because once he becomes my friend, 
I'm not going to risk dating him and losing that friendship. So many secrets just came out. I love this. <laughs> love this. That's, I, I, that's very true, though. That's I really, about that. really good insight. Yeah. No wonder I only have friends. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, you know... It, you know, I've heard that women have had like experiences where they're just so tired of like men coming up to them and asking them for for a date, and they feel like that they're being shallow instead of like he should get to know me, you know, instead of well, maybe we see dating as something different. I feel like dating is getting to know somebody. Um, is there a difference between dating and study dating in your head then for that definition? Yes. Okay. Yes. Dating is just dating somebody that you've just met. You may be going on a different date with somebody else in an hour or tomorrow, things like that. There's not, there's no relationship between you. It's just um, you have some sort of interest and you'd like to explore it. Going steady or whatever you want to call that, being in a relationship is entirely different. I think that that's really, really important for people to know because I think that people are automatically thinking like date equals I'm now your boyfriend. Yeah, no. Or I'm now your girlfriend. No. You know, and that's where people get into so much trouble is that just because that they're going on a date with you doesn't mean that. They, they don't have any ties to you at that particular right. point. You That's could call not, it an appointment. A date is not not a commitment to or any long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. It's just... So we should just start... Really, we should call... I have a dinner appointment with someone. We should just do that. <laughs> Actually, I used to do that when I was uh, dating multiple people. Uh, before I got into a relationship, I, I would call them appointments to the other people Hey, you know, I, I you know, when they would say, "Hey, let's go out Friday at 7." Oh, you know what? I have an appointment at that time. <laughs> a prior commitment. Yeah. This is an honor announcement, but I, since we're sort of there, I have a lot of friends. This also ties back to the I just decided to take the easy route and stick with guys because they were probably a bicycle anyway. Uh <laughs> So a lot of people will identify through their kinks because they want to be with like-minded people, right? Uh-huh. And a lot of guys are intimidated by trying to find women who may share that same interest. The perception, even my personal perception has always been that's like this big stage with a big velvet curtain that no one gets to look behind. Uh And it's not like there's not even a floating head (laughs) in the room. So if you're a guy and you want to express your kinks and find a woman who's also into those kinks, so that way you at least have some common ground, not to say that you should get together just, you know, to screw like rabbits. Uh, How do you do that? So just to be clear, when we say kinks, we're talking about like bedroom excitement things. Yes. We are not talking about hoses. Okay, so that shouldn't come out in the first date. <laughs> but see, people, that's, and I think that's, that's interesting because a lot of, the, of my friends that I met, furries, um, you know, they're into various things, including kinks, and that's how I've met and become friends with them. And so it's, it's, we, it's not like we're getting together and screwing because we, you know, 99.9% of my friends, I don't screw. Right. But, well, so let's start there. You, you're meeting these people through your, your common interest, furriedom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you already, you already have that in common and you already know there's a pretty high likelihood that you have some kinks in common. Right. When you're talking to somebody off of the street, you know, none of that. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like through the internet or something because the thing is, is there are ladies who show up in those communities. Uh huh. Oh man. And it's like, like so many hungry guys surround them and then they leave. 
because they're overwhelmed. Yes. <laughs> is it that is it that women just aren't that kinky then? Or most women just prefer not to share those things till later? Um, I would say most of them want to hold off until later. And I'll tell you why. Um, being upfront about something like that can make you very, very vulnerable. And I think that you probably understand that. Yeah. Um, so nobody wants to be vulnerable with somebody that they've just met that can take that and just walk away or even use it, especially if you're meeting online, use it online against you, things like that. I think it probably has a lot to do with self-preservation. I gotcha. That's interesting. That's just one of those big things I've noticed because guys will just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, And whereas with the ladies, no, it's not nearly as common. Yeah, well, probably they don't have the same kinks necessarily. Right. Well, uh, just in general. I don't know a lot of very openly kinky women. I yeah. know kinky women. Yeah, I, some of them probably are and some of them aren't. And whether they are or aren't, I doubt they want to talk about it right away. Mm. I'm, so I'm blaming Utah with 5% of that too. It's a, there is a cultural thing out here for that. Don't you think? Well, I was not raised Mormon. Right. So but I don't... You know how like very conservative areas though, they won't... You just don't talk about sex in general. Yeah, I so I guess so. I mean, when I, growing up, we didn't talk about sex until high school. But, you know, the high school that I went into did talk about it. It yeah. was, we didn't have the whole abstinence thing and things like that. So I, I don't know. <laughs> here's, a, here's a banana. All right. <laughs> <laughs> here's a cucumber. <laughs> here's a condom. Oh, Go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Um. So what... What would you say would be one of the big things that you wish that men would know? The one thing. The one thing? Yeah. So we have, we have officially the audience of the show is 18 and up. Uh, we have very young people listening. Okay. And they might want to try their hand at dating the opposite sex. Um, what should you tell those fellows? What do you want to tell them? Well... And you don't have to go that specific. I mean, really, what's something that you feel that men should know about women? I think in my own experience, what I wish men knew, men that I was dating, let's be specific there, men that I was dating, I wish that they knew that I can tell when they are not being honest. And and I'm not even mean meaning like they murdered someone last week and they're just not telling me. I mean little white lies, things like that. Um, I can tell and it's going to come out anyways and make you look like an ass. So just be upfront. If there's something you're embarrassed about, if there's something that like I, you parked next to me in the parking lot and you scratched my car by, by accident, don't lie about it here's my impression of, and I don't know if this is all men, but a lot of men that I know do not want to admit if they, if they think they can get away with it, they do not want to admit that it happened. And that makes me insane because it is lying. (laughs) Lying by omission. Yes. So if you, and I'm well, not necessarily because I'm not saying you have to come up, come to me and tell me, but if I ask you about it, be honest, because I, most women that I know are totally fine with it. They just want to know. They're not going to go, oh, I'm going to kill you. Uh, so. <laughs> Madam Mim appears. <laughs> so, and I think, I get the idea that men are afraid of women. 
Yeah. So stop that. <laughs> Don't be afraid of women. You know what? I think Tugs is afraid of women. I'm not the only I'm, one. I'm, I'm not, not the only one. I've I'm become far more comfortable in my in my later twenties. But I guess I guess I am super comfortable because I guess you are a woman. I guess I have. <laughs> look, I I was raised by my sister, so yeah, I have a little bit of. I, I'll admit, I have a little bit in in me where I. You're a little effeminate. Yeah, I'm a little bit feminine, just a little bit, but. That doesn't make me a woman. I'm not saying that I am a woman. I don't know. Maybe we should Please check. don't come up to me at a con and ask me if I'm transitioning. That will really offend me. <laughs> I want someone because to that, do this at the live show. No, that has <laughs> happened to me. <gasps> really? That has happened to me. And I'm like, I am not transitioning. That's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I yeah, don't how know. far along are you? What? How far along are you? Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, here's the thing with being afraid. I think that men are afraid. Okay, this goes back to the whole like women in media thing, the way women are portrayed in media. And we've talked about this on on previous shows you've been on too. Probably. Women in media are portrayed as angry and vengeful and. Manipulative. Huh? Manipulative. Yes. And they're not. They're we're not. <laughs> um, we get angry about the same things that you get angry about. And we aren't going to take out vengeance because you crushed our lily pond or something. It's, it's you have grown up with this vision in front of you on that glowing box that if you tell me, oh, shoot, I accidentally scratched your car. I'm actually I'm gonna pull out my kitchen knife and stab you with it. And the fact is, it's not gonna happen. What's gonna usually happen is I'll say, "Oh, that sucks." You know, let's go pick up some paint or something. So, uh, one thing that has always something that I've always kind of thought about because you know I I grew up as like a you know you have to be a man you have to like guns you have to like sports you have to like all these different things and that's what makes you man you know and you know i i I hate to touch i mean this is this is a topic that we could go on a whole other show about but like there are certain stereotypes that men are put into yes that that we're you know supposed to be a certain way and that's what makes us men Mm -hmm. so as a woman and you see stereotypes that have been put on you right i mean i I guess i just want i don't know if it's really a question i just want you to kind of talk about that a little bit stereotypes on men yeah share your thoughts on men's stereotypes um i agree that they are out there um but i do not agree that uh and this is probably true in the reverse i don't think that uh all women are looking for that stereotype that you're thinking you have to fit into for example my husband, my father, my brothers, none of them watch sports. Um, <laughs> I hate sports. None of them are jocks. None of them are, you know, any of those stereotypes. What they are are, are intelligent, hardworking, loving men. And so I think that, yes, I agree that the stereotypes are out there for men as well. Um, but I don't believe that... 
women at large are expecting men to fit into that stereotype because women, you know, when they're, when women know themselves well enough and aren't worried about being judged by their friends and things like that, they know what they want. And it's not, they don't want a man just because he fits a profile. They want a man because he loves her and he's going to take care of her and they can have that mutual relationship. Do women get scared of men just as much as men get scared of women? Is that why you're going to the bathroom in packs? No, really. Do you get do you, <laughs> No, really though. Do you get scared? Do you, do you, did you get scared of men at one point in your life? Did your friends? I was do you know really women do? I I dated really late in life because I was afraid of men. Okay, good. So it, it go it, it is going both, go ways. both ways. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. So um the next question on our list is why do they put couches in the women's restroom? Couches. Um because we do sometimes sometimes go to the restroom in pairs or groups and we don't all have to go at the same time. So you might as well have somewhere comfortable to sit down while you wait. This whole talking thing in the bathroom is no bueno in the guy's room. I, I know that you don't well, probably you go in there. Well, you guys have to stand right next to each other no, with your no. junk out. <laughs> you don't. The rules. There's a video of this. I should show you sometime. The rule in the men's restroom is no eye contact. And no you have speaking, to have a urinal between no, you, right? Yeah, in a stall. Okay. A stall. Um, and yeah, but don't go stand next to the guy if the bathroom's empty. That's just weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there, no noises of any kind. There are some similar rules for women. So for example, if you have to fart. Don't fart. <laughs> you, for weirdly, you cannot fart if there's another woman in the restroom. <laughs> so if you are on the pot and you need to fart and another woman comes in, you sit there silently <laughs> until she pisses washes her hands and leaves the room and then you're all (laughs) (laughs) yes yes you know actually in japan i'm relieved that you have rules in in japan they actually have these little um little noise things that that's in in the bathroom itself that will make a sound of a flushing toilet (laughs) so you can release gas yeah yeah, so you'll push the button so that you can... So they don't waste water by actually flushing the toilet. Exactly. No, but that's what was happening is that um, the older generation, what they would do is they would always continually flush the toilet so that... Like you don't know what they're doing. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's so that the other women won't hear them. Yes, yes. You know, so... <laughs> Are there other rules? Um... This is fascinating, actually. I, until this moment, I had no idea. So there are rules that maybe not everyone follows. Like, and I don't know if this is true in the men's room, but don't talk on your cell phone in That's the That's when I get loud. I will be as noisy as possible. Yeah. So um, occasionally <laughs> I'll go into the restroom and there will be a woman in there on the phone. And I can understand if you were on a call when you walked in. No. Stop there. Finish your call. But there are women who are in the stall in the middle of business and either making calls or receiving calls and picking them up, which is so wrong. Nobody needs to hear you doing that. Nobody needs to know that you do that. Um, So don't, yeah, don't use the phone. The fart one, it's just an unspoken rule that all women, we don't want people to know that we fart. Of course, I don't actually fart, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but other women, what I'm sure. What about burping? 
Huh? What about burping? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't hear a lot of burping from women. Uh, My daughter burps a lot. Oh yeah, but she's young. That's okay. (laughs) She's a baby. She's four months. She's allowed. Yeah. She does a lot of noises. I'm sure that she wouldn't do later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good. So my, I I knew all along women couldn't burp or fart. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's private. private Uh, All right. We're down to the last two questions. Rue. Let's see. Does it bother you that. Um, bother you when men call women girls, but call men men at the same time. It does a little bit. Um, Do you want the background of this question? Sure. I took a gender studies course in college uh-huh. and we had a jar in the front of the room. And I realize now that the teacher, she was uh, probably more feminist than I realized at the time. <laughs> but if you said girls and men in the same sentence, you had to go put a dollar in the jar. How much money did she make? We had a barbecue at the end that we catered. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's not something I think about frequently, but it is something that I am aware of that um, I, I don't think that anyone does it on purpose, but I don't, I think if they thought about it, they would understand that it by saying girl and men, or girls and men, or girl and man, in the same sentence, you're essentially identifying that the male in the situation is adult and of their own mind and capable, whereas the woman is still a young person that's needing to be taken care of and not able to make their own decisions and um, not not a value to the situation. There, you heard it. And yeah, running I, like I, a girl is totally now. a good thing. Because girls can run, just just so you say. Or you could say girl and boy. Yeah, sure. But woman and man or girl and boy, don't cross the two. There's no X between those. Well, just don't... Ref- okay, so girl and boy, you can say... But that's equal. They're equal. It, it is, but it can be equally insulting, too. Well, right, right. Well, yeah. Well, I don't think it's so much about crossing the two. I think it's just that understanding that um, there is a difference between a girl and a woman. And a woman. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a girl, but you become a woman eventually. And it and to be identified as a woman by a male counterpart is very respectful. Do you ever um, do you ever feel weird when guys lump girls into guys like they say, hey, guys, let's go or no mankind male man. No, I don't. Um, I I feel like that's just um, part of the the language. I believe that it could be an issue if if it were actually derogatory, but I don't feel like it is. Yeah, no, I I really feel like it. It's not, but I've known some women that has gotten offended by that. So the one yeah. last question, Tugs. <laughs> what one thing do you not know about men that you wish you did? Hmm. You don't know everything about men yet. I don't know everything about men. Like, we don't go to the bathroom in packs, and I got to ask you about that, and I've always wondered, so. <laughs> um, do you? I'm trying to think. You should have told me this question before. I could have come up with something great. Well, we can go to break and then come back and get it. Let's go to break. I can't promise I'll come up with something good, but... <laughs> Okay, so we will be back after the, I think, Space News, and we will have the mailbag and the game. 
BLFC Corp looks forward to your attending a Fur What It's Worth Live at Biggest Little Furcon in the Grand Sierra Resort, Reno, Nevada. The two fools and loyal friends of Biggest Little Brother will be presenting a double-plus good spectacle for all citizens to reserve. Participation in the spectacle is also double-plus good and will result in provisioning of prizes. Those who do not attend will be subject to re-education. Check your BLFC Corp guide to perfection for scheduled time and details to ensure you comply. Remember, Biggest Little Brother is watching. Hailing frequencies open, Smoke Stan Laquatus here with some more space news for you. We're going to try it a little bit different than uh, the usual one. We're going to go a little more casual, see if I can just kind of read these off to you rather than go from a script like I usually do. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. But before we get to the space news, I just want to touch briefly on the fact that uh, earlier this morning there was an earthquake in Nepal. It says it was a, a magnitude 6.7. Uh, I'm getting reports of anywhere from hundreds to thousands of people being killed, both in cities or towns and even at the base camp at Mount Everest. All our thoughts that here at the podcast are with the people who were affected. So moving on from there, let's go ahead and move on to our space news. First off, uh, between now and the last Space News, we had uh, the SpaceX uh, launch their Dragon. It was a CRS-6, the sixth mission that SpaceX has earned to resupply the International Space Station. Uh, it was originally supposed to launch on the 13th, but it had to be scrubbed due to weather. Uh, it successfully launched on the 14th, though. It was also uh, the second attempt to land the first stage on the barge out in the ocean. Unfortunately, it was not successful. It touched down on the barge, but it was leaning over just a little too much, and it fell over and exploded. Uh, they're saying that they believe the problem was a, a faulty valve, a throttle valve, that caused the issue. They were carrying about 4,300 pounds of supplies and experiments, including a brand new espresso machine that is going to allow them to uh, enjoy some uh, espresso and various other hot beverages while on station. But it's also going to see if uh, there are better and more innovative ways that they can brew coffee and other drinks like that, which we could use down here on Earth. And to that effect, they actually have a whole bunch of new cups that they sent up to actually drink from. Actual cups that actually have an open top instead of having a, a pouch with a, a straw that you drink from. They're supposed to uh, utilize uh, fluid dynamics, surface tension, to keep the liquid in the cup so they can actually sip from them. So it'll be really cool to see if that works. Up next, the very first 3D printed objects on the International Space Station have been returned to Earth. This includes tools like a wrench and things like that. They're currently being studied to see how, how good their durability and strength are, to see if they're really actually worthwhile, if they're about as good as what they can produce on Earth, determining the differences between 3D printing in zero-g and on Earth. Speaking of 3D printing, NASA recently 3D printed their first full-scale copper rocket engine part. This is a part of a combustion chamber designed to operate in extreme temperatures and pressure. Uh, the propellant that's going to be inside it will burn at more than 5,000 degrees, and so they had to actually build into the part 200 intricately carved cooling channels that run down the length of the channel. And uh, what they do is they pump liquid hydrogen through that to cool it down. Uh, if it works, it will actually increase the manufacturing process speed by about 10 times and cut the cost by, a, by around 50%. So that's really cool. I'm really hoping that uh, we get to see more of that. Uh, it's getting ready for a hot fire test to see how it performs in uh, actual conditions. More news from SpaceX. 
in early May, they're set to do uh, an abort test for the Dragon 2. What this means is the Dragon 2, the crewable capsule, is going to be sat on top of a special stand designed to look like the trunk that it'll actually be attached to. And from there, it's going to be fired away from the, dra from the trunk. It has eight Super Draco engines that would be used for its propulsive landing, but will also double as a launch escape system. So if there's a problem uh, before ignition, the capsule will fire its engines and pull itself away from the rest of the vehicle, you know, to protect the crew. They're testing to see if it can do so and with reasonable speed, and if it can uh, do so below a certain level of G-force to protect the crew. There's going to be a crash test dummy on board to check this. Uh, that's going to be around... Uh, the four-hour window opens on nine, at 9.30 Eastern Daylight Time on May 5th. Uh, there's going to be a backup window available on May 6th. Uh, there's going to be a second abort test uh, later, that, later this year at Vandenberg, and that's going to actually test uh, if the capsule can be pulled away from a rocket in flight, should it explode in flight, uh, with sufficient speed. And what's really cool is, if SpaceX is successful both of these times, NASA is going to award them $30 million per test. So there's a chance for them to win $60 million just for successfully certifying the vehicle in this fashion. That's what we've got for you this time. If you're interested in learning more, feel free to follow NASA, SpaceX, and other related agencies on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until then, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. Greetings from the Great White North. My name is Elro from Canada's Capital, and you're listening to For What It's Worth. Now back to the two crazy kids who've probably burned down a city or two in their lifetime, Rue and Tugs. Welcome back, you fuzzballs. So, we're going to be asking you that last question. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Yeah. That last ultimate question. Which you didn't think about at all. Which, remind us, Tugs, what was that question that she needs to answer? I'm still stuck on fuzz butts. Um, oh, the one thing you wanted to know about men. Okay, so I'm sure a better woman would come up with a better question. But I'm, I would really like to know, and I've often said that I would like to be a man for a day because I want to know what it's like to grow a beard on my face. But I really want to know what it feels like to stick your penis in something. The closest analog I can think of, and it's as funny as it is, is sticking your finger in like a warm pie. So... like. But it that, seems like it's so much more than a finger. Well, it is, because your finger is not going to cause your brain to release a ton of endorphins. Okay, so let's say before you get to that point. Yeah. Um, because I understand orgasm. Well, not just the orgasm, the the the, 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 the sensation. A Amy, Amy, let me, let me help you with this sensation. Give me your hand. No. What <laughs> the hell? I'm scared. Okay, I've got to narrate this. Uh, he's manipulating your finger. Move your move your ass away from my finger, dude. <laughs> he's stroking her finger lovingly. Well, no, I'm saying like you've got to have more nerves in your dick well, right. than on your finger. No, no, you do. That skin oh, is boy. way more sensitive. That that the, that whole region has way more nerves, and so it's so tactile uh -huh. that the warmth will 
general will naturally create the whole flexing of, of a penis actually is really good. So you, you know how like when you stand up and stretch after a while? Yeah. Imagine if you could do that like for 20 straight minutes and just feel that same. Ah, oh, that feels so good. Stretch. Okay. Kind of like that. Would you say that's true, Rue? I don't know. Flexing your dick? Come on. I can't believe we're talking about this on our show. <laughs> no. Okay, well then what do you think it's like? What? Like a... What does it feel like to stick it in something? You do it more than I do. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, it's... It's like a warm pie. Yeah, I would have to say that. It's like a warm... But, that's but it's so more weird. erogenous. But it's more erogenous. It's not like that. it's sticky. Right. That's any. I feel like it's almost like what's it like to have a penis? <laughs> Just you know. Well, yeah, it kind of is. Like, or or like what is? How is it like to have an erection? Or how is it like to well see I've climax al- for a man? I've type always thing. thought I would not like having a penis because in in its off time, it seems kind of cumbersome. You know, no, you guys are always, up, a, you're, you're adjusting and you've got an itch and it's just kind of dangling off of you. <laughs> it's like, this, it's like a comma Whereas, that won't go know, away. The vagina is nicely packed up, you know, ready for travel. Yeah. But, but on the flip side, you've always got breasts that are there. You don't, your breasts just but don't. But our breasts have, you know, we have support for the breasts. Well, but then you also have your long hair. And I put that up. You like you can't you you don't want to rubber band your dick. I'm assuming some guys no, are into that, but, but no. Some Cock you rooms. know they <laughs> thanks. Like you don't leave for work and like you know tuck your dick into a bun or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I probably I bet you there's someone out there who does that, but no, most guys don't. All right. Well, anyways, well I've I have heard some you know some men that are cross dressers they they do tuck it between them. That's tr- that's true. I've heard of well, that. Is there, I mean, on women, obviously there's the directly erogenous zone, but I'm sure there's like, like other parts of your body that you touch that gives you more pleasure than just, you, you know, oh, petting yeah. your own arm. Like the simplest stuff, like I'm trying, I'm constantly trying to get Steve to touch my back because just like tickling your fingers down my back. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Now imagine that a little bit warmer times about 1 million and that's probably what it's like. So... Like my whole torso would be a penis, is what you're saying. <laughs> and this is really hard to quantify. This is really. Hard. I think we should play the game. I okay. think that's what we All should right. do. Do we answer your question as best as we could? As best you could, okay. I believe. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we won't give you the. Oh no, wait. This game does have a name. Rude, did you get it? It's. It is called Return of the Goddess. Uh-oh. Are you ready? This is exciting. <laughs> so the, the 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 instructions. The instructions are like this. Welcome to ten questions everyone should know, and if you get them right, you get a point. You've done this before. You know what it's like, right? Uh huh. All right. So, Rue, question one, please. What planet? <clears throat> what planet is the second from the sun in our solar system? Venus. In 1984, Daryl Scott founded this fashion clothing line. Would it be Venus? <laughs> there are four cities in the name. I in, mean, in sorry, there are four cities with the name um, with this name in the United States. Venus. <laughs> what is the name of the oceanographic observatory that the UK has in the ocean? I'm going to go Venus. Woo-hoo. The Victoria Experimental <laughs> Network under the sea. 
Oh, very good. All right, question five. The Royal Navy has had five ships with this name. Really? They've had five Venuses? That's correct. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I totally knew that. (laughs) Six. The name of this Microsoft project was supposed to launch the company into the lower-end computer market in China. Venus? You're very smart. I do what I can. Uh, Number seven. Edgar Rice Burroughs. uh, Burroughs, who wrote the Tarzan novel, also wrote a different series by this name. Venus? Woo! All right. Eight. Complete this lyric. Rocket number nine, take off to the planet. Venus. <laughs> what is the name of one of the most well-known glaciers on Antarctica? It rhymes with penis. <laughs> That's the name is not... Is <laughs> Venus. <laughs> You're right. You ready for your last question? You've gotten nine so far. Yes. Alpha Century actually has two binary stars that are close together, but they appear to us as one because our eyes are usually naked. There is what has been called an Earth mass orbiting the planet. What is the name of that mass? Could it be Venus? No! I knew you were going to throw a trick question at me. It's Alpha Century BB. That's what I meant, duh. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. So as as a bonus question that doesn't actually give you any points whatsoever. Okay. Amy, what am I thinking? Venus? Yeah! Woo! Or are you thinking peanut? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Amy must return back to her offspring, so she won't be doing the mill back with us, but we wanted to thank you for coming on. Thank yes. you. It was fun. Thank you for coming Have on. Have me the show. back. And I really did think we were going to be talking about vaginas. So I was prepared to tell you about the teeth that we have removed at age 12 and all of those things. <laughs> so if you want to do that show, let me know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to go to the mailbag in just a moment. But until then, we will bid Amy a fond adieu. Thank you. Bart. All right. Well, Amy has taken her leave. We will miss her dearly. Thank Bye, you, Amy. Amy. Uh, So before we go to the mailbag, it's that time. This episode of For What It's Worth is brought to you by Cogs and Claws. Enter a world of anthropomorphic space opera with Cogs and Claws. Animal mech pilots, dinosaur space pirates, and rat armies enter battle in this all-ages graphic novel adventure. Available now in print and download from all major furry stores. Go to cogsandclaws.com. <laughs> Registered today. No, I'm just kidding. No, this is not what you're right. All right. We've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. Tugs, are you just happy to see me? We were talking about that thing. <laughs> All right. All well. right. Get, get our penises back in check. Whoa. Let's... Okay. Well, um, before I forget, uh, we didn't properly thank Leo for his email early in the episode. So thank you, Leo. Uh, we will kick off today's mailbag from Elro. 
He says, hey, Rude Tugs crew and potential random guests. I just wanted to say that you guys are my favorite podcast to listen to when I'm on my 45 plus minute commute to school and back every day. And that every single one of the episodes hasn't failed to make me smile at least a few times. But a lot of the time I have to hold it back unless I turn into the weird guy on the bus who looks to be smiling for almost no reason at all. You're riding a bus. It's okay. Everyone is weird on the bus. I ride the bus too. I should introduce myself. I'm just your standard red fox who uses the name Elro. It's really just a prefix for a crap ton of online names I use, such as Eleron, Elorile, Elorhyer, Elo... This is the same word, just spelled different times. Uh, usually it's because I'm too lazy to click forgot password and decide to create a whole new account as a result. I probably have four to five Skype accounts by now. I'm Canadian and currently live in Ottawa, Canada's capital. I'm relatively new to the fandom, a little over five months I think, so I'm still learning the ins and outs. Which your podcast has helped a lot in informing me on what to generally expect. I also wouldn't hesitate to let Tugs click the sound effect when you guys have converted someone into being a furry because you guys have definitely helped with the change and I guess the one of us chant wouldn't hurt either. One of us. One One of us. us. Uh, You know what? I don't know if I ever brought that button over. Um, I will find that button and play it in just a minute uh, when Rue's talking uh, after my comments. Um, Anyway... Uh, your podcast has also helped me with conceptualizing a podcast on my own. A non-furry one, however. I'm not stealing any ideas, I swear. Colin P. Though nothing is yet in stone. To keep this short and sweet, thank you for all the work you guys put into what you do. It makes every commute a fun time and makes it go by that much quicker. Have a good day. Signed, Elro. Which, who we also thank for doing our IDET this episode. Thank you, Elro. I'm glad that you're you're enjoying as, you know, you're sitting on the bus listening. Do the wheels go round and round? Round and round, round and round. You know, I didn't think that anyone cared about that sound effect, so I never moved it when we changed I boards. I care. Really? I care. I don't even remember. <laughs> so we shall make a new sound effect. I don't know. You can, you can go ahead go. and find... You found it? Yep, here it is. A new furry was born. <laughs> An angel got their wings. Yay! <laughs> We're going to trick you out of that school. <laughs> so, our next um, email came from Nick, Nikki. Nick. Just oh, I am sorry. It is just Nick, but it's just N I K instead of N I C K. Yes. So, Nick, sorry about that. Um, it says, "Hey guys, I'm Nick. I just wanted to say thanks for doing doing a show on this." He's talking actually about um, the baby fur episode. Um, I am 27 and a baby fur, a lion. I Did you say 27 or 37? 37. It, yeah, 37. Okay. I, I apologize. That's fine. I've been into diapers my whole life, and I've always liked lions, probably more um, so after seeing The Lion King. Thanks to the internet, I discovered that I wasn't alone in, in these interests all too well about hiding um, hiding my diapers from family when I live at home. Um, and um, the bridge purge... The binge purge cycle. Uh, the binge purge cycle. I've accepted my interest in diapers a long time ago. Diapers are very much hardwired, as your guest mentioned, which is why I sometimes... Um, I consider myself a furry and a th- um, therian throat. Um, I have 
lion stuffed animals and lion t-shirts and one of those lion lion animal hat pictures attached um, I'd like to attend a fur con one day but visually impaired and jobless at the moment I'm assuming he means visually impaired but jobless currently not jobless or visually impaired temporarily um, and living off of SSI um, makes it really tough to pl- um, to save and plan to do big things. To be honest, I'm just happy I can afford my diapers and Netflix. Oh, and my phone, which without it I couldn't li- I wouldn't be listening to your podcast or any of the 20 podcasts I like. Please do another show on this topic. Thanks, Nick. Did you look at his photo? I'm pulling that up right now. Oh, that's a hat. That's a nice hat. It's a very cute hat. It actually, it's a, uh, shoot, I don't I remember who makes those, but it's a traditional hat where the line is above the head and it kind of ends right about the muzzle, like halfway down the muzzle. Mm-hmm. I've seen one of those before, but it's very cute. I have a, have a puppet that, that looks a little bit like that. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the last episode. It was a lot of fun. Uh, someone actually contacted me and asked if I was being quiet deliberately for that episode. In fact, I was not. Uh, Rue just had a really good vibe going and, you know, he ran with it and it made for a good show. That's all. So that's all it is. Uh, but we're glad that you enjoyed it. Thank you. That was a pretty good episode, by the way. It was. It was a lot if, of fun. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, definitely um after this episode's done, I recommend watching, I mean, listening to that. <laughs> Don't watch it. You won't see much. <laughs> you can imagine. All so right. we have another email. Do you want me to read it or would you like to? Um, if you have it, go ahead. Okay. He says, hey, Koru, Tugs, Ru, and the almighty fire breath. Hey, it's Leo again. I love this topic. Uh, he's also referring to the baby fur episode. Baby furs are so adorable and melt this tiger's heart. I thought of myself as a baby fur for a bit. But I prefer to be a kid tiger cub thing and even think about drawing a cub version of my Sona soon. I love the idea of being a kid again, playing with my Legos without shame, watching movies nonstop on my VHS. I haven't really joined any cub groups or chatted with other baby furs besides you guys. I do say childish words in my RPs like Nine Nine and I'm Sawi and stuff like that. Tugs and Koru could, I guess, ask you... Uh, could. I ask you guys a few questions. Do you wear diapers? And if you do, how often do you wear it? Well, that would be a question for you two. I mean, well, Corey's not here. Corey, right now. yeah, Corey had to step away. Um, take a look at the show icon or a logo, and that should answer your question. Next question: What do you uh, baby furs do in RL versus RPs? Uh, role plays are all fantasies. So you can go as far as you want with them. Real life has real restrictions, um, and so you just kind of have to be a little bit more practical about it. Obviously, that applies to anything. So. It's kind of a vague answer, and I don't like it, but it is the truth. You just can't do as much in real life. You mean you can get clothes and stuff that fit the lifestyle, furniture, things like that? Yeah. I mean, as far as my experience, I mean, I've done, like, age play role role plays, like, you know, just, like, fun little 
little stuff like i pretended to be <laughs> actually i pretended to be rue and i burned down a, a schoolhouse you are <laughs> but, a horrible person well you know when you're when you have to go you have to go and, oh you were fire okay. yeah p fire ha 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 okay next question what influence did you be a baby for uh i followed my then boyfriend into the fandom and i never looked back uh core stepped away by the way um just in case you were wondering, uh, what do you think our fandom tends? Why do you think our fandom tends to pick on baby fur? Uh, it picks on baby fur a lot less than it used to. I was there when it was bad. It is not nearly as bad because we showed everyone that we in fact can hold our alcohol. Um, <laughs> but the it's it's a psychological thing uh, that I was going to try and touch on during the episode, but we didn't get to it. The whole diaper thing, uh, when you're growing up, leaving them and becoming toilet trained is actually a major monumental milestone, milestone, milestone development, uh, medically speaking, socially speaking. And so to go against that uh, is breaking what they call a social moray, which is more than just a social norm. It is literally so ingrained that it incites rage in people and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not saying that everyone's ragey about it per se. Um, but it's definitely considered worse by society than just breaking a norm. Uh, so it tends to attract its own share of uh, all kinds of detractors. The other part is, like we asked in the episode, there's this perception that people walk around with a load in their pants, which, as they discussed, does not really happen. Um, but that's the first thing you go to because it's human tendency to find the worst thing sometimes. Uh, the rest of the email. I heard a rumor through a certain furry podcast that baby furs uh, throw awesome parties, uh, watching retro cartoons, and sound amazing to me. Hopefully, if everything this year goes well, I can hopefully go down to my first furry con, Furry Unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the room that you are referring to, uh, in fact, is called the Blanket Fort, uh, and it won't be appearing at Furry Unlocked. However, you should still go because it's a great con, and I'm not saying that because I have a vested interest in it. Uh, but because there's a lot of good people, a lot of good times, and it's really good for a first con, it won't overwhelm you. Uh, yeah. The f the blanket fort won't be reappearing until rain for us this year, and then further confusion. Yeah, like I've I've gone to a baby fur party before. It it happened to be Tugs's baby fur party, but it's just a party. It's not really a baby fur yeah, party. No, 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 no. You okay? You cannot say that. I, I am going it's to a stop. Themed room. It's a themed room, but I don't brand it as a baby for party. Okay, okay. So let me let me give you kind of, you know, when you walk into some of these parties, what it's kind of like. The whole entire, like, from the ceiling to the walls, everything has, like, blankets up on it of, like, prints, like, of, like, either Care Bears or you know, cutesy little things. So it's, it's, it's actually quite amazing. If you ever have an opportunity to go to one of them, you know, I recommend you going out there. Let, let me tell you one thing that, that baby first do know how, um, they, they definitely know how to, um, have throw a party and also how to, how to drink. Definitely know how to drink. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, he says, well, that's all this tiger has to say, and with these two cookies... Oh, yum. Yay, I love the cookies. Sincerely, your pal Leo the Artist. P.S. had an idea to draw me hanging out with you guys, watching tapes and eating snacks. Even put pro fire breath in. Aw. 
Uh, and I, I know I told you guys that my Sona was magenta color, but I decided to make a change and dye his fur since he can't choose a color to stick with. Hope you all enjoy it. And there's an attachment. <laughs> Rue, can I have a cookie? <laughs> Wait, where is that? Look at that. <laughs> Fire breath hiding. That's cute. Well, Leo, I hope we answered your questions. Aww. Uh, I know, right? It's so cute. Okay, I It'll just be in the show it. notes. That's awesome. Um, if you have more questions, feel free to shoot us an email directly. It says Ruth Cookies. We don't mind. We really don't mind. We can't possibly be self-conscious when we run a podcast that everyone could listen to, right? Right? Sorry, I'm still looking at the image. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want me to read the next email? Or it's a bit of a long one, but I can do it if you'd like. All right, here we go. Hiya all to the cast. This is River Moon. She says, I hope you're all doing well. I think each one of you are possum and continue to be an inspiration for me in the furry community. I'm still enjoying the episode so much. I'm on season three. I know my last email. I came off nervous and sounded foolish. Uh, I suffer from social anxiety, but it feel like it's a tiny bit better every time I listen to the podcast. I want to say thank you. and would like to send virtual hugs to everyone. I won't be able to uh, feel the experience of going to a con for some time due to some other important matters that take priority. Um, I, I suffer from tarsal tunnel in my right ankle, which is carpal tunnel of the ankle, making it difficult to stand for even two hours at a time. Yow. Uh, Tugs, Ruin, Koru, y'all touch my heart and soul so much. I had laughed and felt the tears at some sad moments of the episodes. I had gotten teary-eyed at the moment, uh, the sad moments, and at the inspirational stories, how the fandom saved people's lives. If I were ever to meet you guys in real life, I would be all jittery like inside and want to shake your hands and then go for cookies and cheesecake. Mmm, cookie cheesecake mixed. Sounds she amazing. She has no idea how much I've been wanting those Oreo cheesecakes from Cheesecake Factory. Uh, I thought I'd share my story and how I got introduced to the fandom. I think mine seems like an oddball one and out of the norm. Feel free to read my story for another episode if you wish because it might be a long one. Well, too bad we're doing it now. How I got introduced into the fandom was Second Life. It started in 07 when my husband introduced me to it. It was a way for us to spend time together since we were in a long-distance relationship. Anywho, I was hanging out at my husband's virtual home. My husband's friend at the time played Second Life and was his real-life roommate. His roommate had a picture of himself in his fox avatar with other anthro-animal avatars in a group photo. I thought nothing of it at the time. Still, the curiosity had me. I went on to venture... Uh, I went on to see more of these animal anthro avatars Second Life had to offer. I would look at virtual shops and do some window shopping on my own. I did see the sex side for my window shopping, but that's rule 34 for you. After venturing off of window shopping, I bought a pink rabbit avatar. It was cute and fun to walk around in. I can't recall exactly when I realized a small anthro fandom existed out Second Life. I think it was within the same year, but a few months down the line. However, I ignored the real-life community and kept it within Second Life. I went on playing a rabbit for a few years, off and on in Second Life. I had my collection an anthro animal avatars in the during those course uh, of a few years, and I figure there's no denying it now, I'm a furry on Second Life. I collected canine avatars, vulpine avatars, and many more. I was discovering that uh, what role I was in the fandom. After a while, once again, I settled into being a rabbit, and after a while, I felt at ease and thought being a rabbit was right for me. Wandered off into the vendors once more and came across an otter avatar. I, would, I thought I would pass it over, and thinking for several minutes, I chose a color out of the avatar of my choosing. I tend to go with earth tone colors normally because I'm a down-to-earth kind of person. When I switched over to changing my appearance, something inside me changed, and I felt more of who I want to be as a person. I was just going through depression and anxiety through a good portion of my life, and I thought an otter would help me get through that. 
other than just my friends and my husband. It was a challenge because I needed to find myself uh, an inner mental strength and be proud of myself. My anxiety and depression did affect those around me that I cared about, either pushing them away, not opening up, etc. I would face panic anxiety attacks on a normal week-by-week basis, and three years ago I went on medication because I couldn't handle the attacks anymore. 2010, I stopped the medication, and I had felt I was ready to get off them. My friends and husband helped me out so much. I have the free community to think as well. I no longer suffer from anxiety and panic attacks. I just needed to get over my social anxiety. I tried out to reach out to a couple furs, and I received no responses. I took the advice you gave to find all the local furs in the area. Suddenly, all the group meets are no longer active, even concerts for the state of New York. I might be moving with friends down to North Carolina and Raleigh due to how much my area sucks and feel safe because of the increased crime. Anyway, this email is long enough, and I apologize. Rutugs and Koru, I thank you so much for this podcast. I want to say you inspired me to search into possibly starting my own radio show. My plans will be hushed for now, but I'm working out the details because trying to find ways of interacting with people through a show is difficult. Sending love to you all and saying words of midnight. Stay furry, my friends. Sincerely, River Moon. P.S. Do you plan on setting up a For What It's Worth online store in the future? The answer to that question is, is we've had one in the past. We sold stickers from it. No one bought stickers after a while, so we closed it. Yeah. So if you would like stuff with the For What It's Worth logo on it, that does exist. Right now, the only way to get those is at live shows and the very rare and currently active online giveaway. Ooh. More details later. Yes. Housekeeping. You know, I want to let you know, thank you so much for sending that email. Um, You know. We know you're a brony, by the way, and that's okay, too. (laughs) I I just really appreciate um, you sending us all that information. And um, as far as with Second Life, you know, that's part of, you know, that's one of the things that helped me get further involved in the fandom itself as well. Um, I'm definitely a Second Life furry um, at one point in time. Yeah. Really? Is that your conduit? I've never actually asked you how you've gotten into the fandom, I think. That that was one of oh the, okay it, that was I, one no, of the we pieces did do that. we did do that but I, I've never heard about this one so you know maybe sometime we'll have to um, have to do some sort of a a second life episode sometime I had a second life once really yeah and then I got an MMO and stopped yeah I, I you know I just it just got to the yeah that that's for another time but um, thanks again for sending that that email I really appreciate it. As a programming note specific to River, uh, she sent us two emails and we chose to read this one, uh, but we did get both and we want to thank you for both. Just for time's sake, we're reading the second one on the air. All right. Do you have the last email? Yes. It is from Jax. Hello for what it's worth. I'm writing in to share my good news with you. I'm fairly new to the fandom. I only got into into it a few months ago. When on a whim, I decided to Google furries because I knew so little about the fandom. I was initially skeptical as I am a fandom geek. And I found it strange that there um, could be no base show, movie, book, etc. And that the whole community could just be centered around the shared love for anthropomorphic animals. It all seemed so open-ended and so different than the, than the fandoms that I know that I had trouble trying to wrap my, ha- 
my head around what it meant to be part of the fandom. However, upon further exploration, I find I realized that I liked and lacked the base canon because it allows for more freedom and personal expression. Sometimes I find quite intri- intriguing, um, like as an artist, writer. I also began to realize that I was falling in love with anthropomorphic animals that make our wonderful fandom. And boom, before I knew it, I was a new furry. Um, was A new furry was born, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to learn all that I could about this new fuzzy world. This is all... Th- a new furry was born. An angel got its wings. Um, this is also about the time that I found your podcast, which I have been obsessed with. And now, and, and now, and now, wow, sorry. And now, and am now. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says, and now, am now a, an avid listener of yay. Yay, forever. Any whore. <laughs> oh, good. I was worried we were going to get through this episode without any whore showing up. Any whore. Story aside, I just wanted to share my my excitement as I finally worked up the courage to tell my friends that I am a furry. I had heard some of my friends joke about the fandom and others just act weirded out because the only thing that they know of us are all the stereotypes floating around the interwebs. Thus, I was hesitant to tell them about my furry identity, as I feared they would judge me harshly for it. But I'm happy to report that although some of them don't fully understand what the fandom is really about, um, they are all accepting of my furriness and proud to have the courage to be myself. My friends are all very kind-hearted, accepting people. I feel bad um, that I doubted them. But now I feel that that we are closer as friends. And I couldn't be happier. To all the other furries out there who are worried or scared about sharing their furry identity. Take it from the anxiety um anxiety riddled yeah take it from the anxiety riddled introvert that you can do it hiding your true self will only make you feel bad and if someone doesn't like you for being yourself then they are not worth your time so true never change yourself to please other people be yourself and you'll find happiness and fuzzy hugs from people who care about you and like you for being you. Thanks for reading, Jax the Dragon. The Roku Dragon. Roku Dragon. He has Am- or, yeah, Amazon Video, Netflix. He's got it all. And he has a little statement at the very end. It says, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. 
that was a nice email. Thank you. No, that Jackson. was amazing. Thank you so much. We love hearing from from people that you know have been affected from our show. Infected by our show. <laughs> infected. Infected. It's like you're like assimilated. You know what? I I I really do like. I love getting these emails. Uh, in the same breath, I will also say, if you come to the live show, you'll be disappointed because we don't look nearly as good as we sound. <laughs> I'm just no, it's the truth. Come find out for yourself. Go to BLFC. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for the mailbag. That was a sweet last email. A good one to end on. So, um, shall we move on to housekeeping? Yes. All right. Why don't you kick it off? Well, Tugs, we have lots of things that are going on. First of all, we have the BLFC live show. That's the second thing. Mm-hmm. But do you want to talk about it first? Let's go for it. Well, we can talk about that, or we can also talk about that we need comments on the show site. Please. You, we say it every time. You really don't have to create an account. You can log in with your Google. With I, just, I guess Apple does have accounts now. So um, I don't know about that, but Google, Yahoo, Facebook, all the major things that you can log in with, we've got them. You don't have to create a for what it's worth account. I don't want you to create a for what it's worth account because I don't want to maintain your information. That's why I let other places do it. Yeah. And, you know, another place that would be great for, for reviews is um, like on our iTunes. That definitely helps us out. Wherever you're so, listening. Yeah. yeah. Wherever you're listening, definitely give us a review there. Um, you have no idea how much it makes us more vis- visible to other furries and to other people that are learning about the fandom if we we have those reviews. Um, Also, please share our episodes on social media. If you have a friend that's dealing with depression, you know what? We have a great episode of experts. You You know, send that particular episode to them. If you have somebody that's wondering about a certain aspect of the fandom... Use our show as a library to, you know, hey, these people are talking about this. Here, you can listen to this, you know. We just updated the starter packs on the site as well, so you might want to check those out if you just want to spread the love. Definitely. But yeah, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We really do. Like, Rue and I will talk almost daily. Did you get that email? We love it. I know that it helps make our shows great. And when you comment on the site, it makes it look like people actually listen to the show. Because we know you do, but, you know, who likes to go to a news site where there's no comments on the news story? Same sort of thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. So we we do know that you guys support us. But again. Support us. You know. <laughs> <laughs> support us like a good bra. Because we need a good bra. It just helps us to be able to continue and to reach a broader audience. So thank you for all the help that you guys do give us. We appreciate it. Now, can we talk about BLFC? Yay, okay. BLFC. Guess what? We're going to get about free shit. Yeah, we are. And we it's are. not going to be cookies. I'm so sad about that. We can't do that for <sighs> health reasons because nut allergies and gluten. And I don't want people's dicks flying off during the show. <sighs> so, uh, the BLFC show is at four on Saturday. Four on Saturday. We will be on the main stage. Rue will actually be there. The, the, the two fools will be there. Uh, we've got all kinds of fun things planned. We're going to have our giveaway. There will only be about 50 of the item we are giving away. I'm not going to say what it is on the show, but we did reveal it on our Twitter and our Facebook. So if you are on those sites, 
hint, hint, join, then you too can see what the giveaway is. But it is in theme and it is awesome. It is. It is. We we put a lot of time and a lot of effort to come up with this particular one. So you definitely don't want to miss out on it. Um, how do you how you get one of those is you have to be you the to... first fifty people that shows up for that particular panel. You'll get a ticket. And you will receive a ticket. Um, so make sure that you show up, show up early, and be there so that you can make sure that you receive your prize. Which is going to be given to you in exchange for your ticket at the end of the show because we're ballers like that. Yep. Yep. We want to make sure that you stay till the end of the show. <laughs> See, we're bribing you. We're not above bribing our audience. We love you so much. Would you like something free? Stay to the end. And you know what? We love you so much. But one last stipulation that you need to know is that it's one per person. So your friend can't show up and then you have two tickets and we're not going to give you two books. We're going to, if it's one person, we're going to give you one, not yep. two. Yep. Just to be fair, just to be fair, the other ways you can acquire this giveaway, there will be one available at the BLFC charity auction. I don't know if it's going to be signed or anything. Cause I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're signing kinds of people. I don't think we're celebrities or anything, uh, but there will be one there. Um, we and should sign it. <laughs> Oh no, that feels really weird. I know. Let's it feels... let the audience decide if we should sign it. If you think we should sign this giveaway book for the charity, I auction, think so for fun. Let's just see what the audience says. Fair enough. <sighs> Come on, don't you think it's fair? Let's let our audience decide. They're not gonna. They're not gonna reply to that. <laughs> Let's see. I bet you someone will. Uh, the other way to get one, uh, we will be giving one away through our Twitter feed. We will bribe you with a task that we don't want to do, like updating a wiki for a page. Which. Speaking of our wiki for a page, it's been updated just a little bit. So, yeah. But if you see some things that need to be updated further, please feel free to add them. Yep. And we will devise a clever way to make sure that you might be in the running to get one of those giveaways. Otherwise, that's it. You won't get one. And we've given away some cool stuff in the past, so it's probably worth your time. Uh, we've given away bottle openers. We've, we've given away shot glasses. What else have we done? Uh, we've also given away lanyards. We did do the show lanyards that we only give to guests one time. Yep. Um, and we, we still have a few of those out there, so we may be bringing those as well. But not for giveaway. Maybe for charity. Um, the whole point is, is we really, really like our live shows. We really hope you show up, and the giveaway is our way of saying thank you. We yep. just want to make sure that everyone has a fair crack at them, because... We're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. We don't make money off those ads. We do that to help other people out. And so we just can't afford to order a million personalized objects. They cost, they do cost money, but we do it because we love you. Yep. So, exactly. So show up and hopefully you get a good chance of getting one. And we don't get any, we don't get any money from iTunes or anything like that. So <laughs> pretty much it's just me and Tugs. Throwing our money into the wind. <laughs> I love. It's like the Sims. Do you ever you played the Sims once? Everyone's played it once. And like you know when they spend money, like you just see the money burn up. <laughs> I feel like that, especially when my fridge is open. Nonetheless, BLFC Saturday, four p.m. Be there. It's awesome. Everything is awesome. It will be a cool game. All right. Shall we talk about what's the next episode before we go? We should talk about that. All right. What is it? We haven't. We did. I pulled it off our, our little plan plan. So the next episode is drug use in the fandom. This will be our last episode before I think BLFC. Yeah, it will be our last before BLFC. Um, then you'll have another special to look forward to. But 
We so what specifically do you want them to send in? Well, some people are curious if furries do drugs at all. Uh, is it the same as for non-furries? Do you see people doing drugs at a con? Is it a prevalent thing? Do furries frown on drug use? Do they care? Uh, do you like to toke up and you're a furry? Do you live in one of those states where pot's legal and you think this whole thing is stupid? We want to know. We're going to cover number one. Do furries, in fact, actually do drugs? What kind? Has it been a problem? Um, and then what furries think about drugs in general? Those are the three things. Okay. So send those emails. Call us. Leave us voicemails. Tickle our funny bones. And we'll read your email on the air. We love email. So I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to announce? Uh, nope. All right. Well, then we will see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening, everyone. We really mean it. And we wish you a fond day. So this has been Tugs. This has been Rue. Koru's gone. And Amy's not here either. Because she had a baby. Mm, this is <laughs> sad. And this has been For, for What, what it's, it's Worth. worth.